I think all the people I've been left with, who I surround myself with in my friendship groups, wherever we are and are, who the hell are we getting to be better people and trying to better ourselves? All of the people are definitely working on themselves. Mm -hmm. What I find very hard is to be around people who are like, this is who I am, I am who I am, and I'm not going to change myself or anybody. And you're like, but you have to. Because sometimes you're a cunt. (laughs) (laughs) And that's really hurtful to people. It gets better cause it has to get better We're all made of human You are listening to the Made of Human podcast. My name is Sophie Hagen. I am your host. And uh, first, I must apologize for both the, uh, the, the audio quality and the low volume with which I speak. I am in Denmark in my childhood bedroom. My mother's asleep next door and I forgot my recording equipment, so I'm recording this on my phone. It's all very unprofessional. At the same time, I've been in Denmark for almost a week now, so I've been speaking uh, Danish and thinking in Danish, so my English right now is not ideal. So sorry for all of that. I will quickly, quickly let you get to the episode, which is the wonderful Ashling B recorded live at the Edinburgh Fringe. Thank you to people who came. It was quite uh, an eventful recording because um, the microphones broke in the beginning, or one of the microphones broke. So it was, um, Ashling was the only one who had a microphone. So I kind of had to shout my questions, making it a bit less intimate than it usually would have been because it's very hard to answer or to ask questions about trauma when you have to scream into someone's face. So um, it's an interesting one. I enjoyed it. Ashling is uh, just one of the most interesting people uh, ever. She's so sweet. So I hope you'll enjoy it. Before I let you listen to it, I want to make an announcement. Now, uh, Edinburgh was fun. I did a lot of fun, creative stuff, and I loved meeting all the all of you who are listeners it was it meant a lot it meant the world to me let's be honest it was very very nice so thank you so much for coming now during edinburgh i wanted to test out different podcast formats i want to do something new and not something i'm I'm gonna keep doing mopad forever but i wanted to start up a new project now i had pre-planned a podcast format for months and on the day of trying it out four minutes before the start of the recording, uh, like with the audience were just about to enter, I got a text from my co-host saying that they were not going to be able to make it. Like they were, they were, had been stuck somewhere because of traffic. But my friend Jody, Jody Mitchell was there, and Jody Mitchell, <laughs> you know her from previously having um, stepped in when someone cancelled to do the podcast. Uh, instead of someone so she was already my savior and she was there just to watch the show and i said to her jody you have to we have to improvise a podcast now for an hour because the audience are coming in now and we don't have time and the podcast equipment is already up and she said sure and she did and we did and i mean it was wonderful i mean we clicked and we got a format up and running and We just wanted to do it again and again, and we did. We recorded quite a few episodes in Edinburgh, and we were like, this has to be a thing. And I'm so, so, so excited to share it with you. The podcast is called Secret Dinosaur Cult. It's a podcast in which Jodie and I, two fairly uh, queer millennial people, uh, discuss our trauma and everyday situations and things and worries and 
anxieties and fun stuff uh, through the lens of the dinosaur, the magnificent prehistoric creatures. It's a lot of fun. It's a comedy podcast. And I think, like, if you like the Mopad, you'll like Secret Dinosaur Cult. So it's a live podcast. You can come to the live recordings and hang out with us. Uh, We call them cult meetings. So you can come to the cult meetings. If you go to secretdinosaurcult.com, you can get tickets. And most of the first five or six recordings are in London. We will eventually, of course, branch out and do it in other places. But we first need to record more episodes so we can start releasing the podcast and um i'm just very excited about that so please secretdinosaurcult.com find us on all the social media as well it's uh it's all very exciting i'll um i can't yeah i can't wait to see you there so th- oh, i'm so excited it's gonna be so much fun so uh that was my main plug uh i'm happy to be back from edinburgh i'm going back to london tomorrow and uh i now just enjoy this uh a podcast episode with the incredible Ashling B. So, uh, th- thank you for coming. Uh, fuck you. Sorry. <laughs> I hate. I hate this. I hate everything about this fringe. Everything about the fuck you. Fuck you, fringe. Is that here? Swap and I'll fix that one. You'll fix it. Well, uh, in the inter- in the in-, in between time. Yeah, I know, you're fix it. You're right to be surprised, because I won't. You're right, yeah. Don't worry, Sophie. I'm a trained actor. I can do anything. Hello? Oh. What are you doing? (laughs) You're just doing exactly what I was doing. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Uh, This is the sort of thing they complain men do. But actually, I've just gone and done it myself. Hello? Hello? (laughs) Well, this is never going to work, if that goes in there. Oh. Oh, does it? Okay. This is part of the act. <laughs> it's our double act. Yeah. Uh, so it turns out Ashling is doing a show of her own. <laughs> I could sing in, in You'll in have between. to. Okay. Uh, any requests for songs? Hello, hello, what song hello, do you hello. like at the moment, <laughs> madam? <laughs> What's the last song you listened to? <laughs> What's your name? Mary. Mary. The last time I listened to it was Lucy Moore. Oh, that's true. Oh, really? Oh, I don't know that one. Oh, yeah. Funny you mentioned Dua Lipa. One, don't pick up the phone. You know he's only calling because he's drunk and alone. Two, don't let him in. You'll have to let him out again. Three, what do you do with them? Put them in the microwave. For one to two minutes and then they'll be done. Is he bend over him? You, are you done? Oh, yeah, this oh. is very hard speaking over you. Oh, you're sorry, saying? yeah, you're right. Yeah. I'm with my eyes closed, so I can't get the cue. Um, the p- uh, people at the back, can you hear me now? Yeah. All right, so we'll have to do it like this. It'll just sound weird on the podcast. <laughs> It'll sound like I'm absolutely just shouting at you. Uh, but I will be. So uh, <laughs> uh, so that's. I'll just introduce the concept, and we'll pretend that you're listening from home. <laughs> <laughs> And you all live in one house together. Oh, you all live in that at the same nice. time. And then I'll introduce you. <laughs> Just in case anyone was wondering about the admin. Uh, <laughs> almost done. Now, uh, you are listening to the Made of Human podcast. I am your host, Sophie Hagen. And today I'm chatting to the amazing Ashling B. Woo! Hello, it's me. Am I, am I pronouncing it? Correctly? Yes. Ashling? Yes. Oh, hey. I get all sorts of things like Maisling, Siobhan. <laughs> <laughs> but Ashling is the one, yeah, yeah. It's nice. How long have we been friends now, Sophie? 
Are we friends? Yeah. Oh, yay! Oh, this is like twofold uh, insulting. One, how do I pronounce your name? Two, are we friends? Like, that's genuinely the reason I'm here. I, uh, I just Five think, years? Four years? When did we meet? We met, oh, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four, let's say four. Four years, when I was 19. Yes, <laughs> Nobody laughed at that. What, um... Where are you at right now in your life? Like emotionally, career-wise, mm. personally? What, like right now when we're getting this... At this moment now, I feel a little bit guilty because Sophie told me to be here at 3.15 <laughs> and I turned up at what I feel like the concept of 3.15 was. <laughs> um, but it was actually 3.30. Uh, and Sophie was a real, thank God, in a real panic. So I feel quite guilty now. I feel like oh. I have to overcompensate. Oh, that's um, good. That's I'll take that. Yeah, 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 which is nice. That's how you like to run your friendships, which is a bit of, like, the bank balance being like, you owe me one. You owe me one. Um, now, life-wise, I'm in good shape, I think. Uh, not too bad. I um, have one crystal healer, a psychic, and a therapist, so they've all been helping me out. Big fan of science. And um, it's funny, I, was, I went to see Felicity Ward's show last night, and Felicity Ward's one of my best pals, and it is maybe one of the best hours of stand-up I've ever seen. But she has this bit when she talks about her stupid friend who's into crystals, and she's like, hi, Ashling. And I was like, I hate this bit in particular. <laughs> she had a whole bit about like silly people who are into crystals, and I was like, I'm taking back the rose quartz I gave you for your birthday. <laughs> and then you'll see how well you do in Edinburgh <laughs> without it. Um, but yeah, so into all of that, alternative stuff, doing a lot of reading of books from my mind. Have you always been into that? Or was that like a, a point? Yeah. A breakdown. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Many of them. Um, I think when you die that many times on stage, eventually you start to appreciate life all the more. Um, every day a new form of death. Um, but I am at the... I think what you, you, we often go... Like, there's a reason even people who aren't into star signs read them every day. Because in some way we want to be calmed, like, tell us something. Maybe there'll be something that will calm my soul about where I'm going or what I'm doing or have I uh, made the right decision about my lunch. Um, <laughs> tell me, uh, Mystic Meg. And, but I also think you have to be in the right, sometimes, state of mind if, the, if you get advice or if you get help to take it on. So sometimes you read stuff and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think this last year I've definitely been very, like dude that's exactly it you know very uh, like a sponge for self help close up he was like I'm sorry a sponge I don't get the metaphor <laughs> is that not something that I'm you... into sponges that's fine I get it yeah. <laughs> imagine if that was just a really sometimes that happens there's the odd turner phrase that is not uh, that is only used not even just in Ireland but it turns out only in my house <laughs> like do, do you guys say cut a rug like to cut a rug yeah, and what does that mean? Dance. To dance, exactly. Big in America, are you American? Yeah. Dance, exactly, dancing. And like that, we grew up and we're like, we're like, oh, we're going to go to a rug tonight. And I remember one time I was in Dublin, I said to my friend, she's like, you're going out tonight. I was like, I'll be like a carpet fitter. I'll be cutting that many rugs. And I went, bye, and just left the house. And only weeks later did she go, I... I have no idea you were trying to tell me you were doing in the evening <laughs> just like I was imagining did, were you going to a workshop or were you meeting some people and helping redesign their home I didn't get it but that I wasn't sure if you absorb things like well, a sponge is that something you say I'm okay with, well sponge makes sense doesn't it I don't know if yeah. I don't know if cut a, oh cut a rug so like yeah. with your shoes 
Yeah, actually, so that's, that's probably it. That you sort of like dance so much, the rug the, gets cut. Because my my best friend, she makes up her own uh, sayings, and she knows she does it. She just doesn't give a shit. <laughs> She'll be like, "Oh yeah, it's just a hard night. Me and uh, my husband, we uh, pulled a screw on the ship." Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, that's not even really a sentence. But <laughs> I used to, think, or you can read too much into them. I used to think when people were to make ends meet, I thought it was M E A T. And I thought it was a stew on a Monday that you would use all the end meat from the Sunday for. And, you know, because oh. some women had to make ends meet. And so on the Monday, they'd make a dinner from whatever little bits they had gathered around. So it still is the same concept, but I thought it was to make ends meet until someone wrote in an email, M-E-E-T. And you go, no! No! I'm 29! Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say that, I was 31! Um, but yes, yeah, so like a sponge. You know what else I have as a thing? And I, I keep on going to say, lichen. Where you're from, Sophie. Because you've forgotten. But I have I have genuine um Nordic dyslexia. I every time I go to say Sweden, Denmark, Holland, I get I get properly mixed up with them all. Just general <laughs> Like do you ever confuse Holland for say Finland? Yeah. And Norway? Norway, yeah. Finland, Sweden, Denmark, all of them just go for some reason and my um friend best friend's brother lives in insert place where he lives and um, I can't remember and I added him on Facebook or who I thought he was on Facebook because it said like Sweden or something underneath it and it turns out I just added a person who lived in Sweden but he was in Norway one of the others but I, I properly get so I always go to go Danish yeah. from Denmark yeah <laughs> It's like when you Pure asked me, that was me getting you back for going, how do you pronounce your name? Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> um Oh, I forgot to ask you to introduce yourself oh. for people who might not know who you are. Ah, I am Ashley B, an Irish gal, well known for fashion, and my brand would be sassiness. <laughs> I'd say so. That is, <laughs> I don't know. How do you introduce yourself? I just horrible, suppose. isn't it? Yeah, uh, but I, I, I used to introduce actor. my guests myself, but then people started making fun of me for always saying. And she's amazing. And they're like, they can't all be amazing. So I'm now I'm like, just say who you are. Oh, and then at the end, you'll go, turns out she was average. She is fine? Yeah, fine. Grand. Meh. Almost on time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Timekeeping? Not for me. Um, I, I am quite bad with them. That's something I'm trying to get on, on top of. Because I never arrive anywhere like, hey, man, I always arrive at everything sweaty. But today will be a good lesson because very rarely do I miss a plane. I'm just always the last person on a plane. And very rarely do people go, do you know what? That was actually really rude. And it took the piss with not just my time, but everyone else's time. And if someone did that to me, I would never be late again. But instead people are like, oh, it doesn't matter. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I charm my way out. But all I need is one person to not let me get away with it. And no one ever does that. No one ever. And I, but you know when you need to learn a lesson, you know it yourself. But no one's yet to... <laughs> to teach me I did say semi semi jokingly to my uh, the two girls who helped me out here I was like like at 3.30 you're outside the door and if you see Ashley B you have to turn her away <laughs> and that would have that would have taught me a lesson they really were like am, but we but can't I arrived we're at so, 3.29 they were like we're, so, we're such big fans like I can't say that to Ashley B I was like you, you have to you need to tell me tell me I am paying you to do this yeah well, I'm I'll arrive really late the next time as well and then you can do it then yeah yeah we'll cool. do like a little, a little yeah, trick yeah. <laughs> next time anyways uh, <laughs> 
It's I have no filter left. It's the end of the fringe. I got nothing. It is very hard because I'm only up for like five days, and I've come up with all of this friends energy, and all of my friends are like, you're all there's a haunted look in your eyes. Like your hair looks really shiny, but I can see your soul is sort of yeah. like. It's gone. Oh, it's gone. My soul is dead. Yeah, and and no one knows how to meet my kind of like. Hi, what are you doing tonight? I, I don't I don't know. I don't know what I am anymore. Um, so it's an odd thing that everyone's at the end of the fringe. What are you doing work-wise at the moment? Are you because you you do you do both comedy and acting? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that is? Understand. That's a basic question. Is one? Do you prefer one to the other? No, I've been doing I've been doing acting for a long time. I've been an actor for about fifteen years. Um, uh, so I feel like that's the one I know how to do the most or when I get wrong I know how I did it wrong it's taken me a long time I've been doing stand-up for about seven years maybe and so it's taken me a while to work out sometimes when something goes wrong what went wrong and how there's a general thing that people feel like when they get to six or seven years that that's when you turn into someone who sort of knows what they're doing um, I feel anyways is that the, I that's think the that's sort of a, rule isn't it yeah. after seven years um, uh, so yeah so that's but I do them both all the time really I suppose uh, at the moment I'm writing my TV show which is quite exciting we start filming that in um, in January and it's called Happy as Fuck um, but we have to put AF uh, instead of fuck um, so you can beat that out for the censors maybe um, Happy as um, and that's myself and Sharon Horrigan playing sisters and uh, it'll be a classic tale of two broads trying to get through life. Um, I'm trying to make a comedy out of loneliness, really. Um, I know that's most people's reactions. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, I feel like it's one of those subjects that... Um, I remember reading in a thing recently that, say, during the 80s, no one wanted to mention AIDS because no one understood it and everyone was afraid, oh, God, if, if you go near someone, if you touch it, or what if I go near it, I might get it. And then it was kind of cancer before that. People were like, cancer? It's uns- Oh, don't even talk about cancer. You might get it. And we talk very openly about cancer and cancer care now and AIDS, and we talk very openly about, about that. And if people have it, we're a lot more understanding of the disease. And loneliness is the new one. No one want to mention, wants to mention they're lonely. Um, even though if you've ever taken a photo and your shoulder's in it, i.e. a selfie, you know loneliness. There was no other human in the world that you trusted to give over your like your insured mobile device to. So we all do know loneliness, um, but we're not willing to talk about it. So that's kind of what I want to make the show about, if you can find comedy in it. What's your personal relationship with loneliness? I think that this job is very lonely a lot of the time. Like, this is so nice to turn up to. When you're on stage a lot of the time, you've got, like, people in front of you, and it's so glorious. But if you die on stage or you do well, you turn around and there's no one to share it with. So sometimes you can um, overanalyze how you did. You go, does that go well? Do that go well? I mean, they laugh. But do they laugh really? Maybe they're only laughing because they pity me. I don't know. And there's no one to wind you down on stage and also when you get some like when you do well or you have some good news there's sort of no one to share it with so it can be quite a a lonely experience I think that's why as opposed to actors comedians we've quite a tight-knit community because we all need each other and also we're not competing with each other so on a bill you might have five comedians and that night we're all working for the same job but we're not competing for the same part whereas uh, I spend a lot of time in America and when we're there, if, you, if I was just an actor there and you're auditioning with other actors, technically you don't want them to get the job. You go, God, I hope you fail. 
Hiya. Oh, hope you fail. Ah, don't do too well. All the best. Don't do too well. I want the job. And you're not going to like ask them for coffee afterwards. So there's a, there's, there could be a, a lack of camaraderie sometimes with actors that I think we actually do have in stand-up but because we know the loneliness of it yeah. so we naturally know it'll be better for our brains if we come together and have teas and coffees and stuff like that yeah together. and when it is good it's really like i remember and this is this going to sound like a politician spiel but like in 15 when i uh, got nominated for best newcomer the time between the nominations came out and the winner me <laughs> was announced those three or four days were the happiest because it yeah. was me and five other people that yes. I loved and yeah. we were, I was like we are nom- we're nominated we're nominated together yeah. I'm, I'm going to go and see your shows and it was yeah. just like everything was positive and experience. lovely and yeah and we were at the award ceremony and I hated that we were all standing with our people like mm. separately I wanted us all to be together because like oh one of us is going to win and the second I won it that went away and it was just Oh, I don't like that now some of us are disappointed yeah. and some of us are sad. And or I just that's had this people thing. Think you should be. I was nominated for Newcomer, I think, the year before, and I didn't win. <laughs> what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Um, and, but I remember up to that point, everyone's like, well done. And then when you don't win the thing, people are like, oh, I'm so sorry. And you're like, five minutes ago, I was, I still had the same thing I had five minutes ago, mm. but now people are going, oh God, you must be devastated, are you? And you're like, no, I'm really happy with my achievements. Ah, God, brave face and all that, I suppose. And you don't, yeah, and yeah. it's like, that's, yeah. but again, it's a lonely feeling on your own. Yeah. Sort of, yeah. yeah. Heavy as a head who wears the crown, Sophie. Nice. The Prince of Denmark said that, I do believe. <laughs> That's the cleverest thing I've ever said. And I managed to get in like a Nordic country. Ah. <laughs> Sleep for the rest of the... Yeah. Um, oh, can I tell you something about the Danish please? prince? Please? The Danish prince is so cool. Um, we uh, cra- The crown prince. Prince? He, um, <laughs> French. French is a royal thing. So, and I forget when this was, but it must be at least... 15, 20, if not more years ago, he had to do a speech live on TV for his, I think for the Queen's birthday or his father's uh, birthday. And it was live on TV and uh, and he was reading the speech and at one point he says, that man took ilskaman, which is a Danish saying for Tukka is like... <laughs> and then he's saying for like um like to hate or to beat up mostly beat up then to talk to Esma is like the one you beat up you love oh, so he yeah. went the one, uh, they say the one you beat up you love dad we never doubted your love what a sneer but also like a bit of love oh Isn't god amazing? deep it's drama it's like drama yeah, but real life it's that's so, so, so poppery so wait now in Denmark What's the order of things? So there's a king and a queen, or who's no? In we ch- have a queen, and then mm-hmm. the queen's husband. What's the word for that? Like, is anyone from Denmark? A Philip speaks English. <laughs> <laughs> Philip, like quite like England oh, has the queen and, and her husband. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. like that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's his name. Bit on the side. Not his name. <laughs> yeah, he, he's, he was. I think. I think he's. I think he is dead now. Uh, Hen- Henrique. He was French. He, he refused to learn Danish ever. Uh, he was a bit of a prick. He always wanted to be the the king, but he couldn't. Mm. Uh, so we have yeah, we have the queen, and then her. I think he's dead now. So her dead husband, <laughs> and then crown prince, <laughs> and prince, and then they have kids. I think. <laughs> so you're really into it then. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely love it. And then and then do you have a parliament? 
and a yes. like a prime minister and a kind yes. of government. How did it work? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes. so quite like England. Yes. But it is interesting in different countries when you don't, because we obviously don't have any royal family, famously in Ireland, anymore. Um, and uh, yeah, sometimes you forget how it works in different countries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The royalty thing does surprise me. Who still has royalties left over? Because it's such an old-fashioned thing. Yeah, and what it means to people. Around. Yeah. As well, how many people? Like, I don't think most. Of course, like the older generation loves the royals. I think mm. that must be ish the same as in the UK, but. Um, They're England? so beloved here. What? Where do they? So, are the the royals? Do they also? They've no. They're not just allowed to say anything about uh, policy or anything like that. So they all, uh, yeah, they're not allowed. Our queen makes anything. little. She makes little. Oh, does she every now yeah, and again? She'll say things like, "We're a good country, and we should always be open to others." And then that's her yes. going. Yes. <laughs> Let in the refugees. Yeah. So she yeah. has. She's a. She's a good egg, really. Specific. Yeah, I think we yeah. like her. She's ice cold. Like the queen wearing. Like when Donald Trump came over, everyone's like, "Oh my yes. god, her badge sass was on point." <laughs> like, oh god, is that the arcade thing? Did you see the way she was bitching at Trump with her badge? She had these like brooches that Obama gave her, and I was like, "Oh my god, wow, what a loud way to protest." <laughs> she was probably like. Bleh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> just took it on herself wandered out going on you go now queen rolled around <laughs> waving away and they're like whoa <laughs> I think that's the funniest thing I've seen all French as you're pretending to be the queen <laughs> like getting up I went the for morning. the audition but I didn't get the part <laughs> Luddy Coleman stealing my rolls <laughs> um, do you think there's a difference between how women speak about Or how women are allowed to speak about past about loneliness compared to maybe there's an extra element of um, uh, Bridget Jones sadness about it. Uh, I think maybe loneliness publicly uh, for men probably looks a bit more like Bob Dylan and leather jackets. Even though it doesn't, it's the same for all of us. It does not look like that when you're on your own eating spaghetti hoops out of a tin. Um, oh, I hear. Uh, the ghost of the Prince of Denmark. <laughs> um, oh, can I can I tell you one more? Th- uh, please. So, this is really, I shouldn't be saying this at all. There's a, another person who's in this room at the Fringe, and oh, he, I thought uh, you meant because I'm into my psychics. It's and they're here now. There's another person who's in this room tonight. <laughs> He's got this microphone. Yeah. Um, no, but he told me he was like, "Oh, have you have you seen any ghosts during your show?" And I was like, "No, no I don't think so." And he said, "Well, I had it. I had the ghost in." the other day and I was like really how do you know and he gen- he genuinely said this so seriously he went well during my show I just heard this uh, this voice go boo <laughs> was, he, was he serious was fucking serious he was like isn't that creepy I was like <laughs> and what do you do do you throw out his self esteem or do you let him believe in ghosts I think I laughed a lot oh wow that's Gorgeous. Imagine that. Imagine having that much confidence. You're like the only yeah. explanation. <laughs> could be a ghost. <laughs> do you be- do you do you believe in that sort of stuff? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'd be very yeah? into witchcraft and wizardry and the like. Um, I think when you're brought up, like I was brought up in such, the whole country was Catholic, and so even if you reject Catholicism later on, which I've done, um, you, the 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 basic having beaten it into you that there's magic in the world doesn't really go anywhere like you sort of you replace one magic with the other so you're like oh I hate Catholicism and what's that about a crystal yeah right. <laughs> like 
you sort of replace it with another version of something you don't in the same way like people rejected the idea of the royal family at some point during the kind of 2000s in Britain and replaced them with Posh and Becca like people love a, ce- a celebrity coupled kind of love and hold on to like they were replaced with some kind of deity and we put the Kardashians up there and people like to aspire towards something like it's even like religion and then yeah. you, you reject religion for being an atheist but then yeah, the but atheism becomes old, the yeah exactly like a big old doctrine to follow um so i definitely believe in spirituality i believe in like for example in this room if we were to film this and if you enjoy it or didn't enjoy it if you watched it back it would not be the same and we can't explain when you're having a good gig or a bad gig or when you're on stage what is that energy in a room or when you're looking at someone and there's a connection between you and them and you can't explain it now i believe in like 20 years time there'll be scientific names for that there's things like dopamine serotonin the connection you have with someone uh, oxytocin is a bonding hormone a mother has with a kid or you get after sex with someone when you feel so close to them I, I, I did that to you there as a member last night <laughs> so okay. you know why I was late for the podcast I was picking up my clothes in my own house um, you know why my hair is shiny yeah. <laughs> so in the shower this morning um, but like those things are now slowly like we're getting more into the mind and, and what maybe humans have always known and I, I believe when people die and pass on what we might call a ghost is really an energy that they've left in us in in we are a product of all of the people who've left a, a memory on, on us in some way and that's in your psyche in some way for example i didn't ask that music to be played but as soon as i started talking about the dead it just did um, i feel like i've suddenly turned into the end of dawson's creek and that's why i knew that summer would really change me for the rest of my life <laughs> that'll sound really weird on the podcast because i doubt that music will be picked up um. again that's what i mean you won't be able to translate it if, Record. but I, I, I believe in something bigger than ourselves and maybe science will be it'll become a science in years to come and what we call wiz- wiggity wackity stuff same with the crystals a lot of it is colour therapy certain colours make you feel brighter or happier and it's probably that triggers something in your brain or if it's just a placebo to hold on to something is a bit of mindfulness to hold on to something in your hand whether it actually does anything it doesn't really matter because in that moment you're holding on to something that means something to you. Uh, so th- those things I'd all, I'd be very open to believing in a lot of that stuff, you know. I, it's, I like that, like I like that it's, I feel like it's kind of taboo to believe in those things. Mm-hmm. But you seem quite comfortable with I, talking about yeah, something. I think it's being do, you feel, do you feel like it takes a certain amount of confidence to say that you believe in that sort of stuff or even confidence to um, speak about loneliness and stuff like that I think maybe I've had to be a little bit on the other side of it so on the other side of doing all those things so like as I said this last year I found an amazing therapist and I'm really on the other side of things and I think when you're there you go guys it's gonna be okay I know but when you're going through the sad bit of it it's always that's when it's harder to speak about I think all of that stuff you slowly realise that I, I, I think all the people I've been left with who I surround myself with in my friendship groups wherever we are and are who the hell are we getting to be better people and trying to better ourselves 
all of the people are definitely working on themselves. Mm-hmm. What I find very hard is to be around people who are like, this is who I am, I am who I am, and I'm not going to change myself or anybody. And you're like, but you have to. Because sometimes <laughs> you're a cunt. <laughs> and that's really hurtful to people. Um, so you do have to go, oh, mea culpa. And I've definitely been a knobhead over the years. And if I was like, well, I'm a knobhead, like it or love it, people will hate it and just walk away from you. So you have to sort of be open to to try and work on yourself and I, I love being around people who are like oh this worked for me I'm not putting it on you but maybe that might be nice for you too and different things so for me it's absolutely crystals sometimes um, and so, and that kind of links to cognitive behavioural therapy it's a very similar mm. thing it's just you get little you get little crystals which they don't give you in science <laughs> um, to collect cool <laughs> like pogs um, <laughs> and so yeah I think maybe you have to be on the other side of it to be able to talk about it publicly not with mm-hmm. your pals but publicly yeah I think so there's a, a question I, I always ask and it, it's, it feels relevant now because we're talking about things that you talk about this is going to get meta so the question is one that I asked um, <coughs> cool I asked <laughs> there's a ghost <laughs> uh, I asked this question to Westlife when I was 13 and well, my uh, former band <laughs> I was in Westlife no <laughs> so one day, Irish people <laughs> one day I asked them when I was 13 and they answered uh, disappointingly so now I ask other people uh, so in the hopes that you can do better but it won't be hard to do better than that but um, the question is uh, what would you like for me to ask you so you've done shit ton of interviews in your life and you mm-hmm. knew you were coming here and like maybe there's been something on your mind. Maybe there's something at the moment that you really just want to talk about. It could just be like anything from you saw a nice dog in the street to maybe something mm. you've been contemplating you need to get off your chest. It could be literally anything. Like What would you really want to be asked? What would I, I don't know what I'd want to be asked. What would I want to be talked about? I really I wanted to give like a comedy answer of can you fly without wings? And I would have loved yeah. that because that's a famous Westlife song. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have felt facetious so I didn't bring it up Um, what would I like I don't know what I'd like to be Ah, I suppose do you know what I'd like surprise me Sophie sometimes in things you get the similar things to talk about but one thing I've um, my therapist I don't know whereabouts in America are you from madam Boston Massachusetts Great. That's all I had in it. Just Boston. Just people always say Boston, Massachusetts. They never really say Massachusetts until you, until you. But uh, I love like talking about in America when you go to therapists. They're like, Oh my God, you've only one therapist. Why are you poor? Uh, whereas in Britain, people are still going, No, you're a madman. But um, I absolutely love this lady I'm seeing at the moment. And one thing she was talking about, which I find very interesting, particularly for our. Uh, so I'm talking about this a lot, but it's not necessarily a question you might ask, but something that's been on my mind is the idea of confidence versus self esteem. Um, yeah, it's very fascinating because she was saying to me uh, that it can be quite. Um, a confusing thing for people to imagine that someone who is outwardly confident might not have high self-esteem and that the two things are 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 not the same which I hadn't really thought of before because sometimes it feels very weird to go no I'm not that confident when you're have a microphone in front of lots of people or do stand up for a living or go on telly and decide to decide that you're funny what, what is the difference the difference being like um confidence is coming out and doing it but the self-esteem is what you judge your worth by by how it goes so for example um 
uh, and this can happen a lot in, in our industry a lot of us have low self-esteem and so a lot of the reason we do it is for you guys to go am I good enough now I had the confidence to come out and ask but I need you to tell me whether I'm good enough I need you to tell me if I'm good enough I need something from outside to tell me inside that I'm good enough because my inside doesn't know and I found that quite a fascinating dynamic. And I was saying it to my friend Ella. And she's like, yeah, I sometimes think like that about me because like, I don't think I'm actually that, I've got high self-esteem because sometimes like a guy will reject me and I'll be like, why the fuck did he reject me? I'm amazing. And I'm like, no, that, that is self-esteem. <laughs> you have maximum self-esteem. <laughs> because like when it's me, I'll be like, oh, I know why it was. I have a list now that I wrote uh, years ago as a child as to why I'll probably be alone forever. So I wonder was it one to ten of one of these things. Um, and that, so I found that a very interesting dynamic yeah. and I was looking around, especially how affected some people can be by having a bad gig oh sorry uh, by having a bad gig and how unaffected some people are yeah. or similarly how unaffected some people are by their own success because they can't let it in because they're like I don't it doesn't I don't believe it in myself so and, and those two things I found was just a very different and that can be for any job you'll probably start thinking through yourself or people you know at work now and what affects them or when someone walks into a meeting and goes oh that was awful do you feel bad about myself no, sure, there were a million reasons it was awful. And you're like, oh my God, that would sit with me for days. That would sit with me for days. And that's what she said is something that you have to start working on rather than trying to get um, <gasps> the ghost. <laughs> I legitimately almost pissed myself. Whoa. I did earlier just in advance of it happening. Um, sorry for the podcast listeners. A curtain mildly dropped a bit lower than it had been already. I shit you not. Um, but yeah, I find that a very interesting thing to how to work on self-esteem for all of us that we have to look for external sources and that's when you can end up in bad friendships, bad relationships, bad work environments, a bullying boss that might make you feel less than or can affect your whole life and your confidence going into something because you rely on this person that technically you don't respect to tell you if you're good enough rather than you knowing it and that sort of feeling lasting for a couple of hours it can last your days it can affect everything around you and that I found just a real little light bulby thing mm. in terms of how you end up with maybe people uh, relationships or friends where you're like I don't always feel good but I know I want to keep chasing that person until they like me <laughs> what, what is that like why why would I keep chasing so a negative person to what made you initially start therapy um, I I'd had enough of my crystal healing uh, just for the year and that genuinely did me a world of good I was in a very hippy dippy space and doing something alternative and weird uh, really helped me and I really liked it and then I was like do you know what I wouldn't mind now bit of science just a little <laughs> bit of science and um, my I love reading up on the brain I'm fascinated by the brain of what makes us tick and what makes us like ups and downs and your blood sugar levels and how that even affects your mood during the day um, and this woman is very science orientated and so sometimes in life things can feel so grey like when you're in a bad mood and she just tells you which helps you along a lot of the science of what's happening in your body on a bad day sometimes so she's like oh when you're stressed out or you're put in like a flight or fight response your cortisol levels go up so your animal body thinks oh shit there's a bear but it looks around and there's no bear 
it's just you know uh, uh, someone going what coffee do you want you're like and, and your body's reacting as if like it should run away and, uh, and and that's what's happening and you're like why did that one stressy situation make me feel sad the rest of the day and about looking after like even uh, like because we we work a lot at night we have sugary drinks then there's the crash then there's the up and down of like trying to maintain your blood sugar levels throughout the day so you help your body at least so when something kind of happens that might be emotional at least physically you might be able to handle it a bit better sleep how important sleep is. I've only got my insomnia sorted in the last uh, couple of months and it just changes everything. Who knew if you slept? Um, so the signs of her, I really, I really enjoy talking through because sometimes in a wiggy, wackety world, it's hard to, um, it's, it's hard to grasp what's going on with yourself. And if you can just, if you can just work out oh yeah, I had 17 pints last night. Maybe that was it. Um, that do, you do, you need the, do you need the background? Because I, I did that recently with my therapist. I've only seen her for about a year. And I ended up saying to her, like, I need to know what you're doing. It's not enough for you to just ask me about things. I need to know why you're asking me because mm. I need to understand your process as well. And then she was like, oh, well, okay, well, I guess there's this theory. And then she started talking about, like, and she yeah. was like, she got really excited. She was like, oh, I haven't taught this for years. And she was like, and then this happens. And I was like, this is so good. Yeah, because I, I love it's it. Like a, it's not because I kind of need to go behind the scenes a bit. Like, it's like the same thing that made me want to do comedy was going, mm. but why are they laughing? Why is that funny? Why are yeah. you saying that word now? Why are you doing that? And I think that really helped me. To I find think out. I definitely, and I say this after having spoken about crystal healers and witches for quite a while, but <laughs> I, I hate if I'm in any way about to be tricked. Like I, I like just tell me if you're trying to get to the bottom of this. Like is it mother issues or something? Just tell me and then I'll answer. But don't be like, so what's your randomly uh, relationship like with women? You're like, Whoa! like I just just tell me, don't trick me. Like I hate being tricked or you know kind of like mindfulness. Certain things about it is like, oh, you'll forget later. But if you put a sticker on the kettle, it will trick your brain. And I'm like, no, 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 my brain will know I'm being tricked, and then it will go, no, don't go near the kettle. Um, that that's a very specific reference to this thing I read about putting a sticker in the kettle but I didn't explain that so much just in random um, but sometimes I have a little bit of like uh, yeah I want to know what the, yeah. the game is yeah I can't be hypnotised can you not? No, I've had two, uh, uh, two hypnotists blah, 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 whatever they're called try and uh, hypnotise me but my brain goes nah I don't think so <laughs> they're like Whoa. let's get into your subconscious my brain's like oh no we keep stuff in there <laughs> I'm like with me it's like I don't <laughs> have you been hypnotized yes old and old and old Sophie um, yeah I've been hypnotized and it's one of those things going it's not going to 7 o'clock in the evening I came here at 2 like I always think it's not going to work on me but it absolutely does um, this, this, what, this, what happens then did you figure something out again you I wonder is it that I was ready to let her give it a go yeah. You know, uh, it's the same as going to uh, meet someone. If you're like, I already know I'm not going to like them. I've just heard <laughs> stuff about them. And you sit down and the evening's never going to go as well because you're already both going in with a bit of meh. And whereas if you go, oh, who knows what will happen? You might just kind of lower your, uh, what's the word? Defenses? Defenses, yes. Thank oh, you. very good. Your English has improved so much since you've moved here. From Sweden. <laughs> From Sweden. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think that, that, that might be it as well. Like, if yeah. you're, like, because, you know, you're a strong personality, I'm a strong personality, I think. That in a bit of you is like, just not going to work on me, just bloody try. So your brain's going, no, 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 no. Um, so I wonder, is it that getting to a point where you might be like, well, oh, we'll see. 
Well, I have an extremely stubborn subconscious, so I will... My first therapist would tell me something about myself, and then I just wouldn't register it. Two years later, I'd show up and be like, I just figured out, I have this thing. And she goes, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I told you that 13 times. <laughs> and my brain goes, oh, no, no, not yet. Yeah. No, don't, don't let her know that yet. And then, yeah. oh, now she's really happy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you had a great idea. <laughs> you're, you're probably cleverer than your therapist. <laughs> so you became a sponge, Sophie, didn't you? I became a sponge. Yay! <laughs> But yeah, so maybe that's something that clicked with me recently that I was talking about, but that's not necessarily a, a question. Oh, okay. yeah, sorry, <laughs> bringing it back. Um, yeah, so I don't do you fix your box here for? I mean, at doing this podcast live is always different than doing it uh, alone. And people, especially comedians, usually get funnier when we're on the stage because that's just we get nervous when they're not laughing. But um, thank you, thank you so much. But I, <laughs> but I find that because you always funny is that is how who, much who me you oh I think a few gigs recently would uh, <laughs> write in to complain <laughs> and disagree are you um, how much is you just being a funny person and how much is deflection uh, I'd say I'd say 70% loving making people laugh It was my. it's always been my favourite thing to do and I love uh, I know there is maybe a, a concept there's a couple of different like classic things about comedians one is that we're all very competitive with each other and there are some people who don't like to be around other funny people and I don't mean just comedians you can see it in circles of friends when someone comes in and they like shout you down because they're they're the funny one in the group actually um, I've gone out with one or two of those it was very interesting um, <laughs> and uh, I I I hate, I love playing with I love the, the bounce of chats and I love being around other comedians and funny people and my sister I love being around funny people and I love the game of making each other laugh and trying to not out laugh each other but like you've got a ball in the air and you're throwing it back and forth to each other and I I, I love that so much it's my favourite thing to do and it's always been my favourite thing to do I think definitely growing up um, uh, my dad died when I was very young and I think there was definitely an element of knowing your value when you're funny and knowing how you can show everyone that I'm fine, no one needs to worry because there's so much worry going on and I don't think I even knew that but that's probably part of it but I don't think anyone does anything for one particular reason like mm. if you work for a charity it's not just because you love the charity there's something else in you that mm. you know you're a couple of things um, similarly like the crying clown I think we all start doing stand up about bloody depression it's this year's feminism on stage <laughs> um, and uh, so I, I think you can make comedy out, out of it I do like uh, and this is what you do so much uh, the idea that you can break something by using a laugh and it doesn't have to be so taboo I think mm. is really joyous that like I hate when people think uh, it's a reverent it's, it's a form of irreverence to talk about anything and not be able to laugh about it and or, or to conceive that to think that that might be deflection whereas actually it can be a nicer way and going it's gonna be fine and so that that is something I like but I think there'll, yeah. there'll always be that with people like there can be people who are very angry people but it comes from a place of passion sometimes where it's right or then it can kind of like go into just oh that's just your first reaction to things now mm. that, you know your first thing is anger to think like there's yeah. it can be all of those yeah the comedy isn't times. necessarily a way around something it could just be yeah, the way it through it yeah it could be the way through it actually yeah. as well and I love 
I love the community. I'm not actually that into comedy. Where mm-hmm. some people love comedy, but I'm actually I was never a comedy fan. I just love people laughing and I love other people making me laugh. But that could be a man in a shop or a gal in a pub or something. I love I love kind of even at the moment people are like, What shows are you going to see? And I'm like, hanging out with friends. Um, that's my favourite Edinburgh show. because um, I that's what I'd come up for yeah. is like the amount of friends in one place. It's like, yeah. Um so yeah, that that's maybe it. I yeah. don't know if that answer was deflecting your question. No, I don't know, not necessarily. Um can I ask a question can about you? The truth? <laughs> Did everyone else see those two leave, by the way? <laughs> or were they ghosts? <laughs> just, just need to be so sure. many ghosts leaving my show. Yeah. <laughs> be gone! <laughs> can I um is it, can I ask you a question about your dad? Yes, uh, I do get, uh, I will say, I wrote an article uh, uh, last year about my dad's death and it tends to now come up quite a lot on podcasts and so a bit yeah. of me recently reached peak publicly talking about it. That's yeah, that's kind of why I'm that's Yeah, why I'm a bit of me was like, I'm like, I would say uh, for reference material if you want to go back to, yeah, because I just did Griefcast yeah. with Carrie Lloyd and the thing about it is... I very happily talked about my dad's suicide. Not happily, but um, it was a absolute lol. Um, but when you do something like that, a, a part of you is 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 very uh, joyous at the response, and then the other thing is, it, it, do you turn it slightly into a product? Yeah, 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 yeah. When you learn how to speak about it in a sort of media savvy way, in a sort yeah. of like you know strong and stable leadership, it becomes a little bit of a sort of thing you talk about, and a bit yeah. of you sort of gets. Uh, tired really of turn you wanted to, yeah. to come back to being a personal thing I think sometimes. yeah that's what that's kind of because I've I heard one podcast where you were asked about it and I didn't like hearing it not because you because you didn't really answer because he was a bit of a prick but um oh which podcast was that oh no let's not talk actually yeah. I don't yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I said with a microphone in my hand and a recording device here because I've enjoyed all of them with him <laughs> Um, I would rather just that we plug Griefcast. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Carriad, I talked about it a lot with Carriad in uh, Carriad Lloyd's got a, a podcast called Griefcast. And again, it's just talking about everything from the loss of a dog to a dad to a baby to everything in a very um, honest, but also, again, she's a comedian. So it'll mm. always be funny and it's not the worst thing in the world to get it out there. And I think the more once you do a story like that, that you feel is so personal and private, you realize that most people have the exact same story. Yeah. And that's that's always what's amazing to be that none of us are really that unique. But when you're on your own with something and don't talk about it, it feels like you're the only person in the world feeling this. And it's actually probably more normal than abnormal. Mm. And the people who are walking around going, I'm walking on sunshine! They're the weirdos. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so listen, also I'm gonna, I just checked the uh, clock as well. It would be horrible to get just talking about something sad and then go, <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you for coming. Yeah, I was um, the Prince of Denmark, eh? <laughs> So I'll ask you the, the last question that I always ask uh, awkwardly. Um, <laughs> so, uh, imagine this. You're in the delivery room. You've just been born. Oh. But, wait, wait, Jesus. wait. Yeah. <laughs> but you're holding... I don't have to imagine. I remember it. <laughs> you, but you're also, you now, holding yourself as a baby. Okay, just work oh. with me. Yeah. No, I did this with my crystal healer actually I went back to my, my birth yeah I very, I very rarely have anyone yeah 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 oh my god yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
you're holding yourself as a teeny tiny baby and mm. little Ashling is crying because everything seems very terrifying because yeah. she was used to the womb and the darkness and now suddenly there's light and people and sounds and everything seems terrifying and you know that the next 21 years <laughs> of, of her life is going to be full of lights and sounds but it won't be lights and sounds it'll be catastrophes and trauma and, and, and healers and witchcraft and whatnot. Um, so you can say something to yourself you can't change the future at all there's no way of changing the future um, but you can say something to little Ashling that might make her feel less scared about everything if that is what you want to do mm. what would you say to teeny tiny baby Ashling? First of all, like, you're going to shit yourself for like two years and you think that'll be the end of it but then one night when you're 19 <laughs> It's all coming back, all coming back. Um, <laughs> what would I say to baby me? I'd like learn English. It's a very handy language to have in the future. Um, what would I say to baby me? I would say give your mother more of a break, maybe. I think I was probably a bit of a handful during my teenage years. Uh, so maybe that, probably. But then, then would that change? I get... When I do these things, because I'm so into my witchcraft and wizardry, I'm always like, but Sophie, what if me saying this did change the future? <laughs> and then my arm starts disappearing like I'm back to the future. No, oh, play the song. Um, uh, so yeah, that'll be my worry, that this will change the future. Yeah, maybe just be... It's so much easier to be kinder to strangers than the woman who pushed you out of her hole. Isn't it? Like, you're like, oh God, come on! Like, and you should be, she's the one you should be the nicest to, but it's sort of the, it's harder to be nicer to the people who really matter to you and you love, because they're so close. So I would have been a lot nicer. Like, I've got a very good relationship with my mother, but I still would have been nicer, I think. That's what I'd say. I'm like, you, if you look behind you now, you'll see what you just did to her downstairs. So be nicer to her. Do you still need to be told that? No, I don't think so. I, don't, I bought her a conservatory. So what more does she want? <laughs> <laughs> she can sit down there and moan there uh, in the sun. Um, so yeah, so I, I think that's what I'd say to myself for the next few years. Is that an answer to your yeah, question? Yeah, Maybe? Yeah, is that a, yeah. You look unsatisfied <laughs> with the answer. No, I like it. Mm. Do you though, Sophie? <sighs> Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm all good. Um, <laughs> where can uh, where can people find your stuff? Where, where plug plug away? Plug my butt. Um, <laughs> I uh, on Twitter and Instagram, I suppose. I'm always I'm always on there, shining on about something, some other opinion that I've had. Uh, so at we miss b b e a on Instagram and Twitter, um, or as they say in Denmark, had a good book that I don't bump. Beat the ones you love. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you really looked at me like, I think I've forgotten Danish. Like, oh, I do speak Danish. <laughs> Just assume you mix it up with Finnish yeah. or something. Um, right, thank you so much for doing it. Uh, Danke. Sure. Thank you so much for listening. Um, yeah, thank you for being great listeners. What I love about you is how you never fail to tweet the person who's been the guest and tell them thank you for doing it. It It's so important that people 
know that you're the best listeners ever. It's it's my favorite thing. So thank you so much for doing that. Uh, and thank you for all of your support in general for tweeting about tweeting about the podcast for uh, recommending it to friends and posting about it on Facebook and for giving me five star reviews and for coming out to me after gigs telling me that you listen it's it's all just wonderful oh for buying the merch for buying t-shirts and stuff that's so cool as well uh, which is all stuff that can be done on um uh <laughs> oh god what's the name of my podcast made of human um and a special thank you for your one-off donations that's i know I, i focus a lot on the patreon but some i mean i've, I've got recently i got a, a substantial amount uh, from one person and i mean i had to message him and ask if it was a mistake and it just like <laughs> yeah i mean there's no way of uh telling you how much stuff like this means without sounding crass i know money is not something we like to talk about but it it is really I mean, I wouldn't be doing this without you. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much to all of you. Now, if you don't donate via Patreon, you can become a friend of the podcast. Meaning, you can use so of Patreon works in the way that you give a certain amount of dollars. Um, you can look up what that is in your national currency. You give a certain amount of dollars per episode, and uh, then at the end of the month, it just deducts it automatically. I support, I think, about ten or thirteen podcasts there. It works very well. You didn't don't really particularly notice that the money goes away each month you know it's cheaper than your phone bill and um if you give more than five dollars per episode you become a friend of the podcast meaning i will give you a shout out at the end of the episode now this thing has happened where um patreon has changed their website uh, design so now it's in well it's not It's kind of in alphabetical order, so the usual kind of rant I do, where I say all the names, that's been changed now because now I have to say it in a different order. But I will still remember your names forever and ever and ever because I say them so much, because I love you so much, and because you um, are the best friends of the podcast. So this week, a massive, massive, massive thank you to the incredible. Eve Winkrith, Phil Vapolis, Robert Knowles, Kathy Draxelbauer, Andy Walker, Kat Posse, Claire McCowlin, Claire, Danny Beckett, Daniel Reifersheed, Eleanor, Emma Chan, Fiona Richardson, Hannah Keel, Harry Van Dyke, Harry Minnett, Helena Thomas, Ida Sergolarsen, Inga Ellingsen, James Brand, Jane Mahoney, Jane P- Jenny Pearsons, Parsons, Jessica, Josie, Josefina Larsen, Kat Piller, Katie Hatfield, Katie, Kirsten Davidson, Queen T, Mari Fraser, Mansour Mir, Maya Rainey, Morag Fraser, Olivia Robson, Paul Swaddle, Perpetual Motion, Pierre Feneuf, Feneuf, <laughs> Feneuf, Feneuf, uh, Rachel Hemsley, Rachel Phillips, Ragdoll, Robert Lee Can, Robin Kappa, Ronya Ronya, Rosemary Pat, wait, Rosemary Patricia O'Brien. Russell Hughes, Sarah Fer- Ferreira Eikesith, Sarah Allett, Sheena Machette Cole. That rings a bell. Sheena Machette Cole. Oh, maybe I've just said it before. Maybe that's why. Cecil Fieldsu and Susie Tyler. Wool. Oh, Jesus. Wool Warrior. The cr- crutch- Crochet Warrior. warrior. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Helen Bowie, Marbles Lars, Katrina Ellingson, and Rachel Furley. Uh, that was fun. Um, 
I think I see some of you change your name, so it's weirder for me to pronounce. I really respect that. So thank you so, so much for supporting this podcast and for listening to this episode and for making it all the way through to uh, through all my weird rambling and for accepting uh, the low sound quality. Thank you so, so much. And I will uh, speak to you uh, next week. Bye. Mm-hmm.